Good morning. Okay, today's topic of discussion will be about child abuse. So there's been ongoing arguments about pretty much people saying that spanking your child is child abuse. And it just disturbs me a little bit that the only focus seems to be on spanking a child as child abuse, which is odd to me. Um, in the biblical scripture, it states, do not spare the rod or you will spoil the child. And what is any good of a child to the Lord if the child has been spoiled? A spoiled child will walk in their own way and not in the Lord's way because they have not learned any obedience. So spanking has been one form of teaching kids obedience. And it's interesting that people focus only on spanking as child abuse, and they don't touch on many other topics of child abuse. Um, there are various forms of child abuse. There's mental manipulation that is a form of abuse. There is emotional manipulation that is a form of abuse. Um, there's even spiritual manipulation that's a form of abuse. And so when people don't talk about the other forms of child abuse and they only focus on spanking, it makes it seem as if the only abuse there is is to spank a child when that's the furthest from the truth. There are kids who parents push narratives, biblical narratives, like they'll tell their young girls, their young daughters that, oh, you have to, you have to dress this way, be this way, or you can't be fat, or you got to look like this and be like this. And they set these pretty much unrealistic expectations on young girls to be a certain way. Or to aspire to marriage because marriage for a woman is more appropriate and acceptable. However, in the biblical scripture, it even states that when a man finds himself a wife, he finds himself a good thing. And for some reason, they don't push that men aspire to marriage. It's just, oh, women should want to be wives. And it's not, oh, men should want to be husbands. And so you have all these different variants that take place in our society that honestly adds to what could be abuse. Um, people are, you'll find grown people that are emotionally abusive. You'll find grown people that are mentally abusive uh you'll find people for example like in the recent days or recent years you know we had president trump who pushed that oh covid was a came from china so therefore it's a chinese disease and just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing that narrative onto people that it led to people 
just coming out and being disrespectful and even getting physical with many people of the Asian community. And yet no one talks about that form of abuse. Can you imagine someone telling their child, oh, the coronavirus came from Chinese people. It's a Chinese disease. Well, you're pushing a narrative. You're pushing a belief system onto your child. And so when your child grows, they're being shaped and molded by that belief system, that narrative that you pushed on them. And they're going to behave and act and react according to what that has, what they have interpreted that to mean, to be to them. And so it just, it's, it's troubling for me that people only want to speak about spanking as the only form of abuse because... There are kids who have been spanked for being disobedient and they behave and act accordingly in society and public. And there are even people who have been spanked and they have children and they don't spank their children. And so it's interesting that the only focus seems to be on spanking when it comes to child abuse when there's just so many other forms of child abuse that's not being discussed. And so that concludes my discussion today on child abuse. I just think that if we're going to speak about child abuse, we need to honestly step up and speak about child abuse in its entirety and not focus on one aspect that we believe, oh, just this aspect is a form of child abuse. There are many forms of child abuse. And child abuse is a serious topic. It really needs to be discussed. This is not something that... I take lightly. This is not something that we should take lightly. So if we're going to talk about child abuse, let's really buckle down and talk about child abuse. Thank you. Okay, good morning. This episode is about police abuse, brutality, and just... The misuse of power and authority in the United States. So I watched, you know, a little snippet from the news about the Army Lieutenant man who, you know, was driving home in his uniform and two cops decided to pull him over. And they pull him over in the gas station, and as they're approaching the car, they just yelling, like, they got their guns out, pointed, ready to just, like, fire some stuff up. And they just yelling, get out the car, get out the car. And they not telling the man, like, I mean, the man is steady asking, saying, okay, well, hold on, what's going on? What's going on? Like, can you explain something to me? Like, tell me what's going on. They tell him, put your hands out the window. He got his hands out the window like he following the instructions. But they steady talking about something, get out the car, get out the car. And he, you could tell he a little hesitant to get out the car because they got their guns ready to, like, fire. Like, how am I supposed to trust getting out the car and you got your gun aimed pointed at me like you ready to just blow me away? Like, what's going on? All he asking is, tell me what's going on, what's happening, what you know, pulling me over for. Like, tell me something before you, I come out and you just start firing. They get to walking up to his window, 
yelling. Then one officer put the gun right up in his face, like right in his face. And just yelling, get out of the car right now. And you see this man is in a uniform. You see this man serves the country. You see this man is a man of the military. You got your gun pointed right in his face, yelling right in his face, telling him to get out the car. And you still not telling him why you pulled him over in the first place and why you want him to get out the car. Why you have a gun pointed directly in his face. And all he want to know is what's going on. So they yelling in his face with these guns pointed at him. And he still got his hands out the window, but he, you know, he didn't move. He didn't go put his hand to take his seat. He ain't getting out, you know. And so next thing you know, this officer, I guess, get the feeling some type of way, pull out his pepper spray and start spraying the man. Now, what I don't understand is why ever did it ever have to escalate to that point? It don't ever have to escalate to that point. So you're going to pepper spray him in the face because he wouldn't put his hands back in the car to take his seatbelt off and jump out of the car because God knows what you're going to think next. If he reads down, you might think he's going to reach down for something. If he hop out the car too fast, you might feel like you being threatened. Y'all got y'all guns directly pointed at this man, yelling at this. It's so hostile. Who in their right mind would just jump out the car? I don't know anybody in their right mind under that kind of pressure would just, okay, let me hurry up and jump out the car. No, you might think I'm trying to pull something out. You see this as a man in a uniform. You see this as a man of the army, of the military. So you see this as a person who is possibly a law-abiding citizen, possibly a decent, you know, citizen. And instead of you de-escalating your voice and explaining to the person, to the man, okay, this is the situation. This is why we want you to get out the car. Y'all steady yelling, yelling, yelling with these guns pointed right in his face. And then pepper spray him. I don't see in any way how that's right. And then to make, for me, to make the matters worse... It's like, y'all want regular citizens and even like non-regular, because he's not even a regular citizen. This is a person who serves, who protects the country. This is somebody who go out and fight to protect us. Y'all even want people like that to be in fear of the police. Like, that's not how law and authority should be enforced. That's just not how that works. That's not how that's supposed to work. And that's not how we going to set that to work. Like, this is a man who fight for the country. Why is you yelling in his face? Why are you pepper spraying him? And all he asking you is to explain to him what's going on. Because y'all hostile yelling, got guns pointed right at him. Anybody in their right mind want to know what's, what the hell is happening? Like, why, why what's going on? And instead of y'all telling him what's going on, y'all get more volatile. And then they pull him out the car after they pepper spray him, kicking on his legs, trying to force him on the ground. This is abuse. This is abuse of power.
It was abuse when y'all pulled up with them guns yelling. It was abuse when you stepped up to his window and pepper sprayed him. It was abuse when you dragged him out the car and kicking on his legs to force him on the ground. Talking about you should have just did what we said when we first said. No, that's not how that works. You are supposed to tell somebody why you pulled them over. You were supposed to explain to them why you need them to get out the car. You were supposed to use your language before you jump to pulling out weapons, before you jump to pulling out pepper spray and spraying somebody, before you start kicking on somebody, trying to force them to the ground. Why are we prisoners in our own damn country? And this is a man trying to protect our country, and he's also being forced to be a prisoner within the country that he fights to protect. That's not okay. That's abuse of power. That's what we've been fighting for since 2020 and the Black Lives Matter movement. The stuff has to change. It has to change. There needs to be a systematic change in law enforcement because for any law enforcement to convince themselves that every move they made in that situation was right or okay, your way of thinking is completely wrong and you probably need to be fired and replaced. Skip the retraining. You need to be fired and replaced because that was a person that fights and serves for our country that simply was asking you what's going on. You won't even tell the man what's happening. Why y'all so hostile got guns out pointing in his face, walking up to him with these guns in his face, pepper spraying him. All that stuff was uncalled for. And y'all blessed that all he want to do is sue y'all because I would do so much more. I would sue you and want your whole dang on career reputation forever tarnished for that behavior. That behavior is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. You're supposed to be law enforcement. You are supposed to represent what it means to enforce the law, not what it means to overexert your power in an abusive way. That was pure abuse. Replace them. And that's my message, My how I feel on the topic of law enforcement of today in the United States. So today's uh, topic of discussion is about abuse in the industry or the workforce, however you want to see it or call it. And when I say abuse, I'm talking about abuse of power and authority in the workplace and in just the industry. So, you know, I have worked in the field of IT for quite a bit of time. Um, I'm still relatively young and somewhat new as some may say or argue but I did my years in college at DePaul University where I earned my bachelor's in computer science and I went on to work at an intern as an intern excuse me a software engineer intern um, at a startup company 
called Blitzies. And then from there, I went to work for a few other places. I worked um, for the public library system in Chicago, and I was they called me a cyber navigator. That was my title. Um, and I just pretty much did a lot of, like, hands-on repairing and um, just assisting patrons with use of the machine, like the printers or even the scanning system um, or even, like, stuff to do on the computer because, you know, I had all kind of people come in, some that were, you know, of age where they didn't really have the skills and the knowledge. It wasn't required when they were, you know, coming up. And so I just did a number of things, you know. And then I went on to really dive into my professional field, you know, when I went to work for uh, Can TV, Chicago Access Network, television network. And there, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff. I had a lot of hands-on experience. I worked in a database center where I learned a great deal of stuff. Um, I learned about how to operate switches, how to uh, actually make ethernet cables and connect uh, modems and um, switches, smart switches. Um, I had to do a lot of upgrades and installations to a lot of the different uh, systems. I even worked with the administrative uh, domain system and um, with the company, or really it was, it's an organization. Um, and even with like, you know, the Google admin system. And, so I, and then I even had to work with a phone system, the 3CX system. And I mean, I did, I had a lot of hands-on, you know, experience, and I had to juggle a lot of things. Like one thing I noticed about being in the field of IT is that when you jump into these fields, into these jobs, you know, they'll tell you, okay, this is your position, but then when you actually work in the job, you wear like a good four, five, sometimes ten different hats, and so you feel yourself being more than just, you know, oh. I'm just a technician or, oh, I'm just a information uh, systems director or something like that. You find yourself like being basically dang near everything. And so, the you know, one place I worked at, which was uh, Phillips 66, and that was in Oklahoma, um, you know, I worked at the help desk and, you know, I thought I'd just be taking like, you know, the incoming calls and emails to, you know, technical issues, uh, people being able to sign into their accounts, you know, authorizing people. But it went from what I thought it was going to be, what they told me it was going to be in my job description to being a lot more than that. I mean, I was resolving real serious technical issues like when whole networks went down in like Texas or, you know, when um, just infrastructures were like, you know, out for some reason, um, when computer systems or printers were out, and I really didn't have no issue doing the things. Like, I enjoyed it, of course, but, you know, I kind of got caught up in it so fast. Like, 
it was barely even two or three months into the job and I was already handling like stuff that I felt like was honestly outside of my job description and was a lot more than what I anticipated and definitely way above my pay grade and so you know after I got to a certain point like maybe a few months into it like three months into it I was like okay well if I'm handling things like this if this stuff is being put on my plate to handle and take care of then I think it's fair that I could you know ask for a pay upgrade and no I did not get a pay upgrade so I said okay well I'm gonna take it upon myself to you know apply for a position within the company and see if I could get actually you know just a a higher position therefore you know with a higher position you'll get a higher pay and that didn't happen and so I was just sitting there like okay so this ain't this ain't equaling out for me because obviously y'all need me to perform these things that obviously someone else can't perform because y'all keep passing it to me but y'all not trying to pay me more for the more tasks y'all giving me and so you know I just saw a lot of just power abuse in the industry and no I haven't been working in the industry for like 20 years 30 years but I still worked in the industry for a good I want to say seven years if you count my college years sure a good 10 15 years possibly um and I just saw things that were being done that just was not right, like just abuse of power. Like, you know, people wanting you to perform more and more work and putting more pressure on you and then not expecting you to, you know, expect or request, you know, higher pay. And basically just trying to like, you know, keep their knees on your neck, you know, keep you held back, held down, you know, for whatever their reasons are. And I remember I applied to this one position and the guy, he interviewed me and he told me, he said, I believe you would be a very great fit for this position and you seem to be a very fast learner and we could get you on deck and you know, you could, I'm sure you could catch up on everything. And he was like, the only thing I gotta do is you, you do got an interview with the rest of my team. And at the interview with the rest of my team and I meet with them, then we could, you know, really go further about you know pretty much pushing me onto the team so I'm like cool cool and this at Phillips 66 in Oklahoma so I'm like cool this sound cool next thing I know I interviewed with the team and they was all impressed and excited and they were like wow you know they was confident that you know in my abilities and my skills my knowledge even what you know I add to the culture and everything and then the next thing I knew days later weeks later the guy you know he invited me back to his office and I'm like okay he getting ready to tell me you know when I could jump on a team when I could start this project when I can get the material because you know I'm excited ready to go I take my work seriously and he invited me back to his office I get to his office and all of a sudden this man switch up out of nowhere this man looked me straight in the eyes and tell me well you know I just don't, you know, if, you know, we'll have a, enough time to really, you know, catch you up on everything. 
you know, the team and everybody thought you were great and you'd be great fit, but we just, yeah, we just don't know if it'll be enough time for you to, you know, catch up on all the material you need to know. And so because of that, you know, we just don't think right now is a good time. And I'm sitting there looking this man in his face and his eyes, and I'm like, when I first met with you, you was confident in my ability to pick up with the fast pace. Like, I came in, I bam, 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 did what I needed to do. I proved myself. I made a name for myself around that whole industry. I proved myself. People know me in just a matter of a couple of months. I'm talking about from VIPs to, you know, just all these different higher up and important people in important positions. I'm like, these people know me. I prove myself. I'm basically networking. I'm demonstrating my skills and my knowledge. And you told me in the first interview that you were confident that I'd be able to pick up real quickly like I've been doing. And you know, you're gonna bring me on the team. You just wanted me to meet everybody else and you know, let them get a feel and everything. And it was gonna be, you know, going forward from there. But to look me in that, in my eyes in that last interview, and basically, I mean, I just knew the man was lying to me. I knew there was more to the story. I just knew that there was some abuse and power, there was power play going on. And, of course, he wasn't going to look me in my face and tell me the truth and tell me that, like, oh, actually, these people don't want to bring you on because they feel like you ain't been in the company that long enough or, you know, they intimidated by it. You know, people ain't going to tell you the truth, you know, because then that would be discrimination, you know. And so I'm like, but you looked me in the face and told me a whole lie. You looked me right in my eyes and told me a whole lie. And as he was telling me the lie, I could, he was nervous, like, you know, I could see it, like, he, he knew I knew I was lying, and I knew he felt some shame, like, I knew he felt guilty, because of the nervous, like, he, you know, stuttering and everything, and I'm like, what happened, like, what changed, man, like, how can you look me in my eyes, in my face, and really try to sell me this whole different story, like, what, what, what's, what's, come on now, but that was that, and so, you know, after that, I did feel some type of way, yeah, I got in my feelings, I felt some type of way, and I just stopped putting all my own into, you know, performing at my best top notch, I just, honestly, to be truthful, I just stopped caring, like, I said, I ain't finna be performing at my top notch best, and, you know, people in the industry like this, bro, they don't want to see you come up, they don't want to see you excel, they don't want to see you possibly rise above them so they gonna put their knees on your neck because they don't want they don't want to see you in the position you so rightfully deserve to be in you work so hard to be in so you know it just it it showed me a whole nother side to like what it really means what it really is working in the workplace and in the industry like you have people that will just act out of ill morals, out of ill intentions, you know, just to keep it where things are comfortable or to their satisfaction for them, you know. 
not necessarily for the greater good of the people or the greater good of the company, but just for them. And so, you know, I recognize I'm not being valued the way I deserve to be valued. And if I'm not going to be valued the way I deserve to be valued, then something has to change. Either I got to make the, y'all got to make the change or I got to make the change. And they weren't willing to make the change. They weren't willing to make the change. My, even my supervisor brought me into the office and told me, well, I need you. I'm going to need you to be here in February. And this was, you know, back in 2019. He told me, I'm going to need you to be here in February of 2020. I'm going to need you to be here. And I'm like, okay, you know, well, you know, I didn't tell him, but I'm sitting there like, well, I need a pay raise, you know. It is what it is. I need to get paid more for all for the more tasks y'all putting on my plate. Like, I'm watching people, like, not take work seriously. I'm watching people come in and they flirt in. And uh, one girl walked in and she had half her breast showing out. And I'm like, this is so unprofessional for a place that's supposed to be business casual. This is so unprofessional. Like, I didn't see a lot of profession professionality in that workplace like people was giving out misinformation calls was coming in and people were redirecting them just sending them in the loop sending them over here sending them to that department like just careless and I'm like wow this is so unprofessional you know and so I came in very professional I came in outperformed I mean, I just out, I killed it. I outperformed. I was resolving probably a good 90% of my tickets. Like, a good 90% of the issues that was coming to me and the tickets was coming to me, I was resolving them, like, back to back to back. There was no need for them not to give me a pay raise. I mean, you would want to keep somebody like that, right? But that's what it was. And so, because that's what it was, I said, well, shoot, that's what it is. And that's what it's going to be. Y'all just going to have to need me because I refuse to be used. Basically, I refuse to not get what I know I so rightfully deserve. And no one's giving me a reason as to why, you know, I'm not getting what I rightfully deserve, you know? And so I just wanted to put out there that, you know, there's abuse of power that goes on in the industry. And you even have people, you know, who try to, you know, even like, you know, some leaders, supposed to be leaders, supposed to be supervisors, they try to flirt with you, try to get you, you know, probably like, you know, to get them a little something on the side and maybe they can make something happen for you. You got people who would try to just, you know, like flirt their way up to the top and all that and it's like it's just so unprofessional it's not the work ethic that I expect for a place of business it's just it's unethical and I will not like lower my standards and expectations I will not basically sell my soul I will not basically sell myself low by sleeping with somebody, flirting with somebody, kicking. I, I will not do that just to advance in my career. I should not have to do that. I will not compromise in that way. And so that was a decision that I had to make. And so I ended up parting ways with that company. I did. And I ended up, you know, 
picking up with another company. And uh, now I'm actually doing it, something I actually genuinely want to do in the way that I want to do it. And on top of it, I got a huge pay raise. And I just say this for those out there who, you know, find themselves probably in the same position. You don't have to compromise in any shape or form. Your integrity, your values, your standards, your expectations, who you are as a person in the workplace or anywhere. You don't have to compromise your values, your morals in any way just to advance in your field or in the workplace or in the industry of any sort. You do not have to do that. That is abuse of power. And the best thing to do is to honestly report it. Report it and try to break down those barriers. Because that's what those are. Those are barriers. Those barriers need to get broken down. People need to be held accountable. And changes just need to be made. Made where things are more appropriate and acceptable in a place of business or in any industry. But yes, there is abuse of power in the industry, in the workplace. I I work in the industry of information technology. And yes, I have come across some of those abuses of power and authority. And it's not okay. It needs to change. And sometimes... Like Obama says, you have to be the change you wish to see. And so I had to be the change that I wish to see. I didn't want to settle for that. I didn't want to settle for being treated like that. And I definitely didn't want to settle for doing something that was not, that was uncompromising to who I am, to my integrity, to my values, to my standards. I did not want to compromise my body, my soul, my morals and all that just so I can advance my career I truly believe that hard work pays off if you put in the time and effort to learn and build your skill and your knowledge and everything then yes you should be able to advance and sometimes advance means not necessarily advancing in that industry or in that workplace or in that company but sometimes it just means moving away from what's not right and moving towards what is right and making your advancements there. So that concludes my topic of abuse of power in the industry and in the workplace.